0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 104. I'm your host, Duncan McLeish, and welcome to the show. On episode 104, we are doing a little review of a recent horror movie. Now, when I say recent, it's been out in the States for a while. It made its way to a cinematic run over in the UK. I got a chance to go and check it out, and this is me finally getting around to reviewing it. So much stuff, so much stuff out there to review but on this episode i will be reviewing the new blumhouse outing by director lee Winnell. this is upgrade from 2018 but before we get into that as always some show notes up front here stuff to let you know about what's in the pipeline and what is coming out and when it's coming out this is your second of three planned episodes this week ladies and gents that's right, on Monday I dropped a little in reverence for all y'all out there, um, a little in reverence on Kill List, oh god do I love that movie. And then obviously today, you're getting a little bit of upgrade, on Sunday 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 you get the next installment of our 88 Films Italian Collection series. That's right, bringing it a little Italian style And then... On Monday, it is the one you're all waiting for. It's the Roundtable. Oh my God. The Roundtable arriving at Podcast Under The Stairs, concluding our summer Teaputs Top 10 series on the 1980s as a decade. It is going to be over six hours long, it is going to be full of weighty discussions and most likely name calling and that's the bit everyone's looking forward to. So that will be dropping on Monday and then on Thursday we have our Listener Club, that's right, we have Listener Movie Club Ooh, and we're looking at what is better between Near Dark or The Lost Boys and you have until this coming Wednesday to get your reviews in to make that show at the moment I think I've got about four or five reviews I would like some more so if you have a bit of time swing me your review I look forward to seeing what you think is better is it near dark or is it Lost Boys well, time will tell and then we're pretty much at the end of the month I know it's flown in can't believe it you know what that means starting up on October 1st which is a Monday we are going to be doing some Basil motherfucking ween that's right Baz Oween coming your way so there we go lots of stuff upcoming from the podcast under the stairs but I'm going to take a break just now you're going to hear promos for shows I love you're going to hear a little bit of music you're going to hear the trailer for Upgrade from 2018 by director Lee Winnell and I will be back to discuss that movie in a non-spoiler and spoiler fashion right after this You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension of not only a film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, The Doomsday Clock. You can extract The Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher the SoundCloud. Tune in and on your Android device, which versus the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break.
1: For the guys who murdered my wife. Are you one of them?
2: Yeah. Stanley can take over. Thank you. I now have full control. Hi!
1: You upgraded. Now you're stronger. Faster.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa
1: better than everyone else.
0: welcome back so you just heard the trailer for upgrade from 2018 it came out in the uk 31st of august 2018 after it debuted its uk debut at fright fest and it came out in the states ages ago i want to say this was a summer movie maybe june july time Uh, so it's taken a bit of time to trek all the way over to the uk but you know it finally arrived a lot of buzz about this one it's been getting a lot of hype um, most notably because of the comparisons to things like Robocop uh, and the Terminator that have flung around. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, I, I don't know, I wasn't as hyped on this one as everyone else, um, most notably because it's written and directed by Lee Winnell who is a guy I can take or leave, if I'm honest, long-time collaborator with James Wan. Um, his only other directorial movie he's done is Insidious Chapter 3, which was a painfully obvious uh, installment and I'm sorry I know people out there I know there's a lot of fans of the Insidious movies and Insidious 3 wasn't a bad movie it just didn't need to happen I don't need to know how Lynch's character got into all the stuff that she did um, and I don't need to be well I don't need to watch a movie of her in full peril because I know she's in later movies. So to me it's a kind of exercise and look at this case that she once worked on which does nothing to the cliffhanger we left you at the end of part 2 and then we'll do another prequel as well which will do nothing to help you with the cliffhanger we left you at the end of part 2 it kind of frustrated me plus like I said I don't know if it was necessarily all that greatly directed if I'm honest Um, so hearing him back here again I was like I don't know can I be bothered with this so let's find out what I thought, some information on the movie up front, uh, so it was written and directed by uh, Lee Winnell, the movie stars Logan Marshall Green or as I like to call him, not quite Tom Hardy, the guy looks like Tom Hardy, like a skinny not quite Tom Hardy, um, but yeah, Logan Marshall Green here, is our main character, Melanie Ballio, uh, Stephen Danielson, Abby Craden, Harrison Gilbertson, uh, Benedict Hardy, Richard Cawthorn, uh, Christopher Kirby, uh, Kenny Lowell, Linda that's um, that's, there's more people in here but we'll skip past that. Uh, Synopsis for this one as listed on IMDb is, set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Grey, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. Uh, so this is a non-spoiler review, so we'll talk about things that I liked, things that I didn't like without going into too much detail about plot, and we'll give it a score. Uh, what I will say is upgrade looks like a lot of money's been spent on it when I know for a fact a lot of money wasn't spent on it. Um, but it looks, it looks, it looks sharp, it looks nice. I think the acting's pretty good here as well. I quite like Logan Marshall Green's performance. I can't say I like every other character in the movie, if I'm honest. Uh, The police officer woman, um, who's played by Betty Gabriel, uh, Detective Cortez, as she's known in the movie, is a bit stunted. Um, I never really know what our game is, whether or not she's with this guy or against this guy or really being sceptical or understanding what's going on she's a bit poor, um, a bit poe faced in the movie which was a, a bit a bit upsetting I, I kind of thought she could have been so much better I think Steve Danielson is great uh, I think Benedict Hardy as Fisk who's the main Sort of villain in the movie, so to speak, is fucking brilliant. I thought he was really, really, really good. Very slight-looking guy, but very ominous on screen. So I, I loved that aspect. I will say that the score for the movie, the soundtrack, is great as well. I, I think it really, really, really works. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that was brilliant. Uh, like I say, cinematography, movie looks great. Special effects look great. Uh, so yeah, I was I was pretty much on with this. There was one there was one big issue for me which kind of knocks it down like a point or a point and a half and that is that there's nothing remarkable about this movie at all. Um, It's interesting to compare things to things like Robocop and like I say there was things running around with Terminator. I don't know where we're getting the Terminator from at all. Robocop I can definitely see the influence here. Um, I just knew where this movie was going all the way through it. Like very early on I guessed who the villain was going to be I guessed how things were going to play out and I guessed the the intentions of certain things in the movie let me just put as aloof as that um, so yeah I, and that was the biggest issue that I had with this movie is that I just felt like I'd seen it before um, a couple of times in the 80s and whilst I know that in the 80s nostalgia is riding high just now um, I think they could have done something far more interesting here I, I don't know, I just felt the script felt rushed and that was a bit frustrating certainly wears its influences on its sleeve but when it got to the end I can't say that I was in any hurry to go back and you know watch this movie again this year which is what I do with a lot of movies that make my my top list I know there's a lot of people out there that are loving it and they're really getting into the spirit of things to do with the movie and some of the choreography and the fight scenes is really 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 cool but I just think there's a lot of better movies out there that have done similar things. And um, that's not to kind of, like, ostracise the movie or knock it down for for movies which came out in the decade that is trying to emulate that did it better, but it kind of is at the same time. Um, like I say, there's nothing to really dislike about the action in the movie. There could have been a bit more, maybe. Uh, there's nothing really to dislike about the acting, I think the acting across the board is pretty good, uh, main character is excellent and it's shot really nice, it's just the story, it was a bit paint my numbers, I think that was my, that that's my issue and when you get to that point where you are waiting to see what this movie is going to do, how it's going to pull it out of the bag, how it's going to do something wholly unique and unexpected, I had it all sussed and yeah there is a bit of a twist ending to the movie, and yeah the final shot could be seen as something which is I don't know a bit bold, but I don't necessarily think it's one all that original or two even executed all that well um, and now I feel like I hate it, and I don't, I don't, my grade will obviously, it will, will show you that I, I liked it maybe a bit more than what I'm saying, I just kind of sighed when it finished, I really wanted it to be and, you know there's a bit of Personal expectation, what you really shouldn't do when watching movies, but I just kind of really wanted this movie to be something a bit more than the sum of its parts, and unfortunately, it was only the sum of its parts. The nods are are definitely there to movies that I love, but they just reminded me why RoboCop is an amazing movie. RoboCop is an amazing movie because there wasn't a movie like it before, um, and yeah, when I watch this one, I just feel like it's 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 ebbing its way into territory which is really really interesting, but. It doesn't feel that it can go too far in its comfort zone. And that comfort zone is brilliant. I mean, it's entertaining enough. It's just not what I want from a movie like this. What I want from a movie like this is something completely groundbreaking. And it really wasn't. Um, It was at times a bit run-of-the-mill, which is a shame, which is a shame. I I mean, I would recommend it. I would say if you've not seen it, go and check it out. But yeah, I, I can't see this one really making a dent and my already chock-a-block top 10 list, and we'll, we will see if it makes top 20 this year. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of bummed out. Really wanted it to be a bit more than it was, but um, yeah. Uh, like, I st- Whoever that guy that plays Fisk is, by the way, what was his name again? Get him in everything. Uh, uh, Benedict Hardy. What else has he been in? Because uh, he was fucking brilliant. I-, I could watch that guy act all day and yeah turns out he's been in hacksaw ridge which is where i remember him from really 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 cool so there we go in terms of a grade it's a 3.5 out of five like i said uh, i probably knock it down a point uh for being a bit predictable and i kind of knock it down a half a point and that some of the acting was a bit twee um maybe not great central performances though pretty pretty awesome so there we go so 3.5 out of five for upgrade but i know what you're ready for you're ready for some spoilers so let's get into that right now so yeah so the movie basically centers on this guy like it said self uh, self-confessed technophobe who's married to an up-and-coming moving and shaking uh, lady who works for some tech company um, He is very much a gears and motors sort of guy, doesn't really like being involved with technology, doesn't really understand why you can't just drive a car instead of having a car driven for you by a computer. Um, He somehow is friends with this very eccentric super, like, uh, superstar, like the, the future Elon Musk of the of the you know of the 20-whenever's this movie set um, and they go out and visit him he talks about this new chip that he's working that can do everything uh, they go home on the way home their car crashes in a bad part of town and they are picked apart by what we at first think is just a, a gang uh, who are out there just mugging people and killing them uh, he is shot and paralyzed she's shot and killed uh, he feels sorry for himself, he's got machines doing stuff, he's now reliant on machinery and a um, little Elon Musk sort of guy shows up and basically says listen if I implant this super chip that I showed you earlier on it will help you walk, it'll help you do things, the only thing I'll ask you is please 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 just keep a low profile so he gets this chip in him uh, and then realises that he can actually communicate with the chip and the chip starts to have a little influence when it basically sets out a whole series of scenarios which allow him and the chip to go and use his now upgraded superpowers to uh, get back at this gang that killed his wife except it's not really a gang they're mercenaries, ex-military, part machine, part man themselves and uh, things get kinda bloody the big twist in the movie, and like I said I threw out this spoiler warning, the big twist in the movie is that it's all been deliberate, the mercenaries were hired purposely to injure him so he would have to get this chip implanted because the guy that developed the chip is also under the control of the chip uh, and the chip all along wanted a, a non-sullied body to take control of to go out in the real world, maybe, uh, to do real boy things, maybe, um, it's never really. Expressly set out why a super chip would need a human body when it could probably just go into a computer and control everything. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, once again, it's a movie. Let's let's just roll with the movie. Let's roll with that movie. Um, so yeah, so that's the the, the kind of the setup to the movie. The the very last scene, which like I say, I thought was kind of a cool ending. It's very Duncan style ending, and that it's kind of bleak. But at the same time, I was like, I've kind of seen this done before, is that when we think he kills the the robot, he wakes up back in the hospital and it looks like it's all been a dream. Everyone starts to groan collectively as an audience and then you find out it's not a dream. The computer has instead pushed him so far that his mind is broke and he's trapped in this own little part of his brain where he and his wife can live forever as uh, Stem has now full control of his body to continue doing whatever Stem wants to do. I mean, the motivation for Stem is not there and that's the big problem with me uh, in this movie in terms of the writing. What does Stem actually want? If it's just a human body, we find out that, that right at the very end and it's not really evident or clear throughout the movie that's its intentions at all. Um, I mean, there is, there's also this idea of like I see that this guy suddenly having powers that he didn't have before and then going after the people at random think robocop eh, only to find out that the people that put him in this position or gave him this powers eh, are technically in cahoots with um the the people that have murdered and wronged him think robocop um, and you know this this leads to a, you know a, a big kerfuffle at the end maybe less robocop maybe less robocop um The fight sequences are great, the choreography of this, you get a good five or six really, really, really good fight scenes uh, and they don't spare the rod when it comes to some graphic violence and blood is in there I kind of dug it quite a bit I, there was a, a good use of practical effects which i kind of thought was awesome um, i would like to see more of that i can see maybe why they didn't and i i know that there is budgetary constraints for a movie like this and maybe that's why it didn't make its way through um, at the same time i i also thought though that as our technophobe character has had everything stripped away from him he is very hes very machine-like actually, there doesn't appear to be a huge amount of grief from him from a man that actually lost the love of his life and has had his uh, mobility taken away from him. He seems to kind of get over it, kind of fairly you know, or resume himself to the the abyss of despair really, really, really quick. Which I think they could have done more with. I think his mum is a really interesting character we don't spend nearly enough time with. Which is a bit of a shame. I would have liked more of that for sure in the movie. But we just don't get a lot of that. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I really don't have much else to say about the movie. I want to spend quite a bit of time like talking about the inner workings of it. But I don't have that much to say about the movie at all which obviously brings me back to here. Uh, yeah, my grade. I think three and a half is fair, I think some people out there will think I've rated this too high. I know there are some people that didn't really like the movie. I know there's plenty of people that love this movie and will think that this grade is criminally low, but I call it like I see it. I think it's a good first watch. I can't see me going back to check this movie anytime soon. It did what it did and it did it kind of well. And it was reminiscent of movies that I really, really love that I've watched millions of times. But yeah, as a, as a movie itself, I don't know. I don't know. A, I'm starting to get a bit despondent um, with, with some of the content that I've seen at the cinema this year. Um, it started off really strong. And Upgrade's not a bad movie. I just don't think it's an a, a, an excellent movie. Which is basically how it was put forward to me by... A lot of people in the community and a lot of the buzz from Fright Fest was this was the film of the, the festival. And I just don't see that when you have um, some of the exceptional movies that played there uh, this year. One in particular that played at Glasgow Fright Fest. I just don't know how Upgrade is the is the big one that everyone's swinging at the fences for but there we go like I say just my opinion don't hate me please don't hate me um it's a 3.5 out of 5 which ain't no slouch in the grade category right I'm going to take my final break but when I come back I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this you're listening to the podcast under the stairs And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. it has been bonus episode 104 with a review of Upgrade, the new film by Lee Winnell and Blumhouse. There we go, a 3.5 out 5 for that son of a bitch. Um, yeah, go and check it out. i would be interested to see what the discussion is on the page about this one. Because, like I say, I don't think I speak for horror fandom here. I think a lot of people really dug this movie and I just didn't land with me the same way it landed with all of you so yeah I look forward to hearing some of your comments over on the Facebook page. But there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, I say, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across and subscribe to the feed. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of t putts content. Leave us a rating and a review while you're at it. Ratings are super important. The more of them we get, the higher up the iTunes charts are pushed for new listeners to come across and find us. If it's five stars, for example, that really does elevate the position of the show and people will find us in searches. Also, leave us a review. It's your words to new listeners' eyes as to why they might like the show that you love. Let them know. It takes seconds for you to do. It means the world doesn't. It's the best way to support us on that platform. Share it with your friends, your relatives, your co-workers, anyone. Let everyone know about podcasts under the stairs. Sing it loud and proud on a night out with the lads or the gals. And that's how you do word of mouth. Come and visit our website, it's tputtscast.com, you can click the merch tab there or go direct to our merch page, it's teaputzcast.bigcartel.com. Shitloads happening over there, um, we have posters and enamel pins, we're about to get a whole new raft of goodies which are going to be fucking mind blowing, so get yourself ready for some Bazawine swag real, real soon as we're like about two weeks away from amazing stuff that you can buy to support the show you can interact with us on our facebook pages we have two we have a facebook group page which is the community page where everyone chats about the show movies are watching things are looking forward to memes polls trailers you name it it's all happening at facebook.com forward slash grips forward slash t cast if you like live streams if you like instagram and you like stuff about merch then come to our facebook page that's facebook.com forward slash t Teapots cast and you can interact with the bars on the twin prongs of social media sexiness instagram and twitter both can be followed at Teapots cast there we go that is us done we are done i'll be back on sunday for the next installment of our 88 Films italian collection series and then monday it's the round table prepare thyself for six plus hours of insane angry content I can't wait and I know you can't as well but until then wherever you are whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off
2: She has to discipline her body because she knows that it's demanding to defeat the The program to destroy us she's gotta be strong to fight them so she's taking lots of vitamins cause she knows that